and welcome to another installment of Booklist's Shelf Care Interview, an occasional conversation series where we get to talk with authors and artists about their books and, of course, libraries. I'm Sarah Hunter, editor of the Books for Youth and Graphic Novel sections at Booklist, and I am joined today by another Sarah, Sarah Sachs, the writer and artist of Picture Day, which will be available in late June and kicks off the Brinkley Yearbook series. Special thanks to Random House Children's Books for making this podcast possible. Before we get to the questions, here's a little bit about Sarah. Sarah Sachs is an illustrator and comic artist based in Portland, Maine. She studied illustration, animation, and storytelling at Hampshire College and has a background in arts education. Sarah cares deeply about how, why, and what people create, and she works to foster the creative spark in makers of all ages. You can visit Sarah online at sarahsachs.me. Thank you so much for being here today, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) It's also important to note that we both have the H. Yes, it's so important. Just like classic Sarah. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about what inspired Picture Day. So Picture Day actually came from um, a time in which um, I was trying to really figure out how to tell stories for myself. I've been doing a lot of illustrations and like slice of life personal comics, but I knew I wanted to write fiction, but I had a lack of creative confidence in telling my own stories. And Mm -hmm. so I had been working with a few different organizations like H6 Valencia. I'd been volunteering with them in San Francisco that works a lot of creative prompting into the work that they do with, with the youth that they serve. And I was thinking about ways to kind of bring that creative prompting to my own work. And so I designed an activity for myself where I basically took, I wrote like a one sentence every day for a month and it was pretty low pressure. That was like a slice of a story. It could have kind of like a caption you'd see under, under an illustration um, mm. in a chapter book. And then the next month, each day, I took all those slices of a story and I drew them out of a little tiny box and tried to come up with an illustration that would go along with the the, the the phrase. And so at the end of that month, I had this whole collection of kind of like pieces of stories that I didn't know too much about. And then within that, there was one that was a picture of a girl who was about to cut her bangs on school picture day. And the caption implied that Uh, her mom did not know what she was doing and she was about to walk out the door to go to school. (laughs) (laughs) And so there was something in that picture that seemed really intriguing and seemed like there was more of a story there to tell. Um, And so Picture Day really came from just like continuing to ask questions about the character and about the situation and what happens next. And it just kind of evolved naturally from that one image. So social media, especially validation through social media, is a big theme of the book. And how did you land on that focus in particular? So kind of in the same way that the kind of story, the prompt of the story came from following this natural evolution of like asking questions, the kind of social media aspect of the story came once I had the characters developed because they came pretty early on in the process of exploring that this the overall um, concept for Picture Day. 
And so I knew, for example, Viv, who's the main character, like what she really wants more than anything at the beginning of the story is to be seen. She, her, her Viv is her middle name. Um, Olivia is her first name. She's one of many Olivia's in her school. <laughs> she, she feels like she blends into the background. And so like, she wants to be seen. She wants to be recognized for how she expresses herself and the things that she's capable of. And um, another character, Sammy, who has a large kind of reach through social media. And so I think early on Viv sees Sammy as a way to like prove like Sammy's Sammy's reach to prove that she has been seen. And mm. when she is kind of looked over by Sammy and that because she she doesn't get that validation that she wants, her kind of focus starts to get distracted and shifts away to trying to like prove that she needs that recognition versus her original quest. And even too with her her two closest friends, Alan Milo, like they are seeing her the whole time. And so she's losing sight of mm. that validation that she has, has from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny that she feels so overlooked because of so many Olivia's as two Sarah's. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you had a very similar experience to me when you were in school that there was just like so many Sarah's in your class. <laughs> oh, so many. Actually, one of my closest friends in middle school is also named Sarah, also Sarah with an H. And we went by Sarah number one and Sarah number two because <laughs> it's just so confusing. <laughs> when, when I was in college, I was in a five person class and three Three of the students were named Sarah and the other two were men. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's, uh, that is neither here nor there, but it's a little <laughs> anecdote anyway. <laughs> um, so uh, Viv and her friends are really obsessed with this uh, fictional TV show called Roller Team Skate Force, which is just really delightful. And I'm curious about uh, what inspired that fandom for them. Yeah, so um, Roller Team Skate Force and kind of like the way in which Viv, Al, and Milo are really both like obsessed with it, but also like throughout the story, they're building these costumes of the characters they're planning to wear at a comic convention at the end of the story. And that kind of like, that was pulled directly from my middle school experience. Like <laughs> my friends and I, we were obsessed with Sailor Moon. It was just like, such a thing that really bonded us together. Like the manga was just starting to be translated into English when I was in like middle school, high school. Mm. And we were watching the the shows both translated on, on Cartoon Network, but also like getting fan subs and fan dubs. Like it was so wrapped up into like all the things we were doing all the time. And um, we also like we made costumes for ourselves that we wore to our middle school Halloween dance. None of the like <laughs> things that happen in picture day happened in that moment. It was a lot less eventful, but it was such a huge, exciting thing to do together. And I think when I think about my middle school experience, I think about the ways in which that kind of like fandom and friendship were so tied mm -hmm. together and also really like sparked a creative energy that was very infectious. And so I wanted to capture that in the story. Cool. So speaking of young people's experiences, you work directly with children in some of your other work. And I'm curious about how that may have affected your approach to writing for children. So yeah, I mentioned 826 Valencia before. And so I, when I was volunteering with them, 
it was through this field trip program that they run where classrooms come to the classroom <clears throat> and um, collaboratively write a story together. And so <laughs> they come up with the characters and the setting and they kind of figure out like the, some of the conflict in the story, write it together. And then each, each student finish it like they ended on a cliffhanger and each student then goes and finishes it for themselves and so as an illustrator volunteering with that I would have to draw everything that they were coming up with at, oh, at like so that they could come home they could bring the story home mm-hmm. illustrated and so you know in those experiences I had direct access to see the kinds of things that the kids were putting into their own stories that they wanted to tell and mm-hmm. they're just so unbelievably interesting and funny and like I could not come up with the combinations of character traits that they put together it was just like an infectious energy mm-hmm. and so that really both helped me think about like inspired me to try and capture some of that like exuberant creation in my own work and try and bring that attitude towards creation but also infuse some of that energy into the characters that I try to develop so I really think about like the different things that the different characters in the story are interested in and how they express that in different ways and like how they're like the some of the areas in which they have that creative confidence and some areas in which they may not and how those complement each other. So what are the comics that made you love comics? So I grew up in like a a, a reading family and like mm-hmm. my dad in particular love like has like a strong reading comics background so like Mm -hmm. growing up like we had all kinds of collections that like he grew up with when he was young so a lot of like Lil Abner comic strip Mm -hmm. collections and had all kinds of um, Will Eisner collections and different like newspaper comics from when he was a kid also he introduced me to Asterix comics but I think from my dad's influence, it was really the thing that really like stuck with me the most were <laughs> um, Donald Duck and Uncle Scrooge comics because uh-huh. like I feel like it was one of the first times I really became aware of art style and stylistic choices where you could have um, very cartoony ducks like mm-hmm. riding horses that were realistically rendered and it works and makes sense and is exciting. <laughs> it's like a huge adventure. Um and so, and then when I was a little bit older, my mom gave me my the first copy of the first translated Sailor Moon manga. And I like, I don't know where she found out about it. It must've been recommended to her, but that was just like, I mean, I was from there that just spurred so much interest. It collected the mm-hmm. whole series. It was my introduction to manga, but I also think that it was the series that really helped me become an artist in a more serious way because mm. I was just just looking at every panel so de- in such detail and like trying to redraw um, mm. all the different characters and like the storyline was so engaging. And so I think, you know, there was a lot of comics that I read growing up over and over and over again, but um, I think the the Duck comics and Sailor Moon just like really stuck in my brain in a a really important way. Cool. (laughs) Orson agrees. (laughs) We'll leave that in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
so imagine your book is on a library display. Um, what are the books that are next to it on the shelf? So this is, uh, I was thinking about this question in a few different ways. So I was thinking like, Maybe if it was on a display that um, feature books that have like a bold main character, mm-hmm. um, I think that Picture Day could sit well with like Roller Girl or Katie the Cat Sitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about other books that are kind of have like a friendship dynamic rooted in this like creative energy or problem solving energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking like maybe with. Freestyle or the Shirley and Jamila series. Love Shirley um, and Jamila. I love it so much. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and I think also just like being in a, a library display that are maybe not like with some other type of thing that would prompt a person to then create something on their own. Like mm. that would be something that would be so meaningful to me is just to see, to have someone read picture day and take away something from it that makes them want to express themselves, be it through art or be it through something totally different. That's, that's ultimately what I hope that people take away. Cool. That's a good, that's a good goal. Well, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you again to Sarah for joining us. And thanks to Random House Children's Books for sponsoring this podcast. Hope you all have something excellent to read next.